Fiends and horror hounds, this is Brett from Dimension Z, joined as I am every week by Greg of the Dead. How's it going, man? I'm good. How you doing? Not too bad. Um, I just got done watching uh, this week's movie right before we started recording this, which this week we're doing Carrie from 1976. Yeah. And I haven't seen it in a really long time, I discovered. Yeah, I hadn't until, we, until I watched it for the show. It's one of those movies I think I saw... If I'm being honest, I probably only sat down and watched once, but I've seen it a ton of times. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think the I think I've only honestly like sat down. Like, of course, everyone knows like the famous end scene that's played like at nauseum. Some like during like certain months, and like you'll see uh like the clip online all the time. That's the famous clip. But like to sit down and watch the entire thing, I think I've only ever seen it once as well before this. Yeah, because if it's on T, if it was on TV or something, I'd click it and watch it while I was doing whatever I was doing and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, Carrie's on. But I've honestly probably only really, no, now twice, but like sat down and watched Carrie maybe twice now. Yeah, and I definitely had the uh, same thought that I remember having the first time of like, wow, all these teenagers really look like 30 year olds. Oh, yeah. I've, I forgot how much I really enjoyed it, though. Like, this movie's solid. I like I understand why it's always like on those like top ten lists and everything. Yeah, it's not too bad. I enjoyed it pretty well. I'm glad I got to watch it again, and especially like because Facebook memories popped up for me the other day where it was like ten years ago was my senior prom. Yeah, that's that's we should mention. Me and Brett like sit down and plan out the schedule well in advance. Like we're up to like 2022, maybe the beginning of 2023. We have our stuff set out and. We specifically will look at months, like, well, what's something that might fit in with this? So, like, oh, it's prom season. You're probably seeing pictures of all your kids, grandkids, niece, nephews. Maybe you're in high school and going prom. We're like, well, this prom night or Carrie? Let's go with Carrie. Yeah. Uh, well, that was another thing where I was thinking, like, oh, I, I, I was, like, pretty sure I own this on DVD. I own prom night on DVD. I was like, I knew I owned a prom horror movie. <laughs> uh, well, we'll do prom night eventually anyway. I'm oh, sure yeah. we'll get that. Oh, yeah. Um, so don't get rid of it. No, oh god, no. That's a good one. Actually, Prom yeah. Night Two, I like more. But uh, you wanted? I saw my Facebook memories for my senior prom, and guess what I did? What did you do? I stayed at home and watched horror movies by myself because no one would go with me. <laughs> oh, that makes me so sad. Don't tell me that. Yeah, I think I was watching like Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. I even made a post about it. It's like. Is verbatim almost was like tonight people are going to be making memories that they remember for the rest of their lives and i'm watching texas chainsaw massacre 2 again <laughs> well you still technically made a memory because we're talking about it now yeah i still remember and honestly i remember going to the junior prom and it sucked like i hated it see we didn't have a junior prom my school was too small you had the prom that was it oh okay yeah ours had junior and senior prom junior prom me and all my buddies went. We all got dates and whatnot. But as soon as we got there, our dates ditched us and just went to go dance with each other. And so there was like 15 guys sitting in the cafeteria in like tuxedos and suits, just like, this was a fucking giant waste of time. Like, this is nothing like what you hear prom is supposed to be. 
<laughs> sounds about right. I hate now like the giant trend of like cool like ways to ask your date to prom, and that's almost like a wedding proposal levels anymore. Like over the top. Some of them are so cheesy. Like I'm not going to mention who it was I saw on Facebook, but it was like their brother. They're like, I helped my brother do their prom proposal. They even call it, I think. And it's like, I would love to reel you in and tackle prom together. I promise not to be a pain in the bass. And I'm like, ugh. I, I if you could see the look on my face right now, Brett. I would. I would. If I was that girl, I just. I would just sit there like dumbfounded and then just like spit at him. Be like, no, <laughs> I'm not a fish. But yes. Uh, going into Carrie. Um, so this was Stephen King's big break, honestly. The the movie coming out. Oh yeah, this is uh, I, this is the first movie I believe he had picked up. Yeah, and I think he only got paid like twenty four hundred dollars or something for the film rights. I don't know if he got royalties with it or not, but I'm sure it's worth it though because of what it turned his career into. Even if he didn't get a penny for this particular movie, it worked out for him. Well, yeah, like four years later, he does The Shining, which is like, I mean, yeah, arguably the best horror movie ever made, like in some people's opinion, a lot of people's, you know. Yeah. People talk about that as like a top five constantly. Oh, as they should. And as you did. This kicked off his career. And the weird thing is, do you know how many like film adaptations of his books there have been? Film and television? No, I. There has to be. I mean, uh, close it's to over a hundred. Really, yeah, over a hundred, which is insane. He has to be like the most, like the, like, I don't know what. How would you put it? Like, he everything he puts out turns into a movie or a show. It seems. Just look at Carrie, though. You have Carrie. What we're talking about today. Then you had the TV movie Carrie. Then you had Carrie Two: The Revenge, which no one talks about. Right. And then a remake. So, like, that's how many just of that property. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, and The Shining has two. And then Doctor Sleep, if you kind of want to count that, that's like a Shining sequel. And Yeah. Children of the Corn, look how many of that there is. Oh, God, yeah, there's so many of those, and they're all bad. Even the first one's kind of bad, but I still they love all of them. Bad. But let's hop into this. This is directed by Brian De Palma, and he's masterclass filmmaker, and you can tell. Now, Stephen King obviously wrote the book but it was turned into the screenplay by Lawrence D. Cohen. Because well, I think Stephen King very rarely actually ends up being able to write the scripts for the movies. Well, no, because that's it's just like comics or anything else. You take the source material, that's who technically wrote it, but you make the screenplay of it, like how you're adapting it to your format. Right. And I think, yeah, one of the only ones I can think of is, uh, well, Maximum Overdrive, I know he directed. Did he do the screenplay as well? Probably, I'd imagine. That. I'm guessing so, because that's like the height of Stephen King coke binge, where like he will even admit now of like, I don't remember filming most of that movie. It shows. It oh, shows. Yeah. It's fucking, it's great, though. Dude, this movie has the horniest opening out of any, like, movie that we've done yet. Oh, yeah. Well, this is 100% the, like... If you're, like, ask, like, a middle school or, like, high school guy, like, what do you think the girls' locker room's like? This is what their fantasy is of, like, they're all just running around naked. They're, like, flapping each other with towels. They're like, oh, yeah. let's practice kissing, you know? No, right before this, we have, like, the volleyball thing. Carrie's bad at volleyball, makes her team lose a the game. Then they go into what I described as the horniest opening ever. Right. 
again, this is, I mean, granted, I don't know. Maybe it is. But I don't imagine this is what it's like. It's just this slow motion camera pan shot over this completely filled locker room where everyone's naked, just chilling naked. Not like you quickly change and put something else on. Everyone's walking around naked. There's literally a smoke machine level of steam <laughs> going through the locker room. It's insane. Yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know, what do you, well, like biblical wise, it's like what Sodom and Gomorrah or whatever going on in a locker room it seems like <laughs> yeah and then there's one girl left showering who obviously didn't shower with a group and that's carrie white our main character and even then it is like zooming on every inch of her body where i'm like should i be turned on or uncomfortable right now what's going on here <laughs> yeah and it's like she's taking a shower like you take a shower at home where you're like taking your time you're kind of relaxed you're enjoying it uh like the few th like I remember playing football in like high school and whatnot, and you would like get in and out of that shower as quickly as possible. Like you're yeah. not like being like, "Oh, I'm gonna suds up," and "Oh, this is nice" and stuff. You're just like, "Don't look around, eyes forward." Like <laughs> you drop something, it stays there. Yeah, like you're there. Yeah, there's no picking nothing up. Yes, um, and then she gets her period, and she is terrified of it which we later learned she was never told of such a thing. And it doesn't seem like anyone talks to her at school. So I guess she wouldn't learn about it from anyone else. Yeah, she has no other, she has like no friends, it seems. And like, as like you said, later on, we find out that her mom is like this extreme religious, like person, like, yeah, she's like, she's, an over, she's a zealot, like obsessed with it and everything like that. Yeah, almost like, oh, the fact that you got your period means that you sinned, and now I'm going to smack you with this Bible. Yes. But, yeah, <laughs> but, but also, like, Carrie has no... So well, I mean, I guess like, you can't blame her because how she's raised and she has no friends, but she has, like, no social cues whatsoever because, she like, everyone else is dressed and, like, ready to leave, and she just goes running out with, like, blood all over her hands, and she's, like, touching everyone. Well, she thinks she's dying in her defense. Yeah. So like, she's like, help me, I'm dying. So and I get it. We get the famous, like, the very last scene is very famous of Carrie getting the blood dumped on her head. And the other really famous part of this movie is, plug it up, plug it up. Yes, it is. We, we get that chant from all the girls, and they start throwing, like, pads and tampons at her. Yeah. And screaming, like, and laughing at her. And... What's this gym teacher's name? Oh, fuck. Um, I have it written down later, but I don't remember it now. But Miss Whatever yeah. comes running in and like to help her. And Carrie's still just screaming. And a light bulb pops from her screaming. I want to say that's not even a sign of telekinetic. Because there's so much steam in this locker room, allegedly, that that's just a wet environment to have a light bulb in. Oh, yeah. Um, I th Oh, no, sorry. That's the wrong person. Uh, I thought I was like, oh, I found her name, but I don't think that's her. <laughs> oh, Miss Collins. Yeah. There it is. What is it? Miss Collins. Miss Collins. That's right. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to call bullshit on Miss Collins, though. Well, yeah, because you could definitely tell this was made in the 70s because her option to, like, calm Carrie down is to slap her in the face. Yeah, and, you know, because then later in the movie, she's, like, the most supportive person of Carrie, and it almost makes you think, I never read the book. Full disclosure, if anyone has. But it's almost like, I think she is a fairly good person. But is she also, like, feeling guilt for the way she handled it there? And that's why she's going the extra mile to help Carrie later? 
Possibly, I think so, because you can kind of tell it looks like she regrets, like, smacking her. Yeah, right away. Which you should. It's like, she's already, like, in... She's crying and, like, wailing and, like, inconsolable. Don't smack her. It's going to make her worse. Yeah. And, but like we said, the light bulb does pop. Oh, but what I was saying, why I call bullshit on Miss Collins, though. Maybe in high school, if you think back, I know we've been out for way too long, but there were good teachers who genuinely cared and would try to help and work with those outcast kids or not the super popular kids. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It was never the gym teacher. No. No, the gym teacher almost like went along with the bullies or whatever. It's like, uh, they'd be like, guys, don't do that. But they're snickering under their breath. And like, gym teacher wanted the star athlete and no one else. Yeah, that's all they really, uh, that's all I ever remember them caring about. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm calling bullshit on Miss Collins. Yeah. But then we, we cut to this principal, and this is so 70s, it shows how, we're like, oh fuck, we're getting old, but this shows that we're not. Because you see the teacher just smoking in the principal's office, it's <laughs> yeah. completely normal. And like, my brain had to be like, oh yeah, 70s. Yeah, there's, like, ashtrays and shit around. I was thinking about, like, back when we used to go to restaurants, they'd have smoking and non-smoking sections, and how weird that would be now. Yeah, to explain to, like, an 18-year-old today of, like, yeah, there used to be a smoking section in a restaurant, they'd be like, what? Because I even remember back then being like, it's not like the smoke, like, sees the wall between and goes, like, the invisible, like, line and goes like, oh, don't go over there. Exactly. There's a... More or less secondhand? What do you want? Right. Or that's like um what to bring up mall rats for a second time in a row. Uh, when like uh they're smoking in the mall, and I remember being like, oh yeah, that used to be a thing. Like you could just smoke everywhere. Yeah, no one cared. No, <laughs> this principal. Look, I get it. Like, cause I went to a small school, so it'd be a little weirder here. But it's probably a normal size school. So he gets her name wrong at first. Uh, he gets on the intercom after the gym teacher explains everything to him. And he's like, send Cassie Wright in. And Miss Collins like, it's Carrie White. But then, for him to like four more times call her Cassie Wright, I'm like, this is on purpose at this point. Oh yeah, he's being a smartass. He's kind of being like, don't correct me. I'm the principal. Like, I'll put you in detention, teacher. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um... But then, like, she keeps getting mad about being called Cassie Wright, and she flips the ashtray with her mind? Yes. Do you think her whole, like, powers and stuff have been going on before this? Or, like, they're just starting here? Like, has she always kind of had this stuff happening? Or is the light bulb the first real moment we saw it? Like, that she experienced it, too? I'm thinking that it's probably... It's The light bulb's probably the first big thing that happened. Because I know, like, I listened to like a lot of paranormal podcasts and i enjoy that stuff and they say a lot of times when like a young adult is coming to age especially females that the um that would start to happen in like certain cases like around the world of like poltergeist activity and whatnot now of course who knows these stories could be bullshit but it goes along with that thing of like when you're coming of age like it's more intense yeah, and it's also her life's getting turned upside down to even take the whole puberty things aside from it. Like, she really was just left alone until this happens, and then her whole life's kind of turned upside down. What's it also say about me is last week I had no problem talking about clown rape at nauseum, but I can't say puberty. Oh, really? 
Well, like I was trying to like dance around it. Like sometimes you'll be like, I don't exactly want to say, and then I'll just jump in and say it. I, that's why I just kept being like the coming of age. I don't oh, know right. why I was being so weird about saying. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna get you to say period by the end of this. You'll be okay. Oh, we'll get through this together. But. Yeah, so the beginning is a lot of just examples of her shit going on, but she gets sent home early for the day, and she gets excused from gym for the week. Yeah, and you would think, like, normally, like, you just had an extremely traumatic experience at school. You want to go home, but she goes home to her mom shouting Bible verses at her and smacking her in the head with a Bible over and over again (laughs) until she repeats the verses back to her. Well, she at least gets home by herself first before her mom gets back, because the last example of her mind powers at the beginning is she's almost home, and some kid on a bike, one, why isn't he in school? Yeah. Um, but rides by on a bike, goes, creepy Carrie, and she she wrecks the bike with her mind. I also love whenever she uses her powers, it's like that psycho, like, score, it's like, they're, oh, I'm so glad you said psycho, because I was saying that too, because it's that high strings on the violin, that, yeah. Yeah. I also uh, want to think the um, exact same thing. Yeah. I also wanted to see if you got the same thing of this entire movie is like almost dreamlike in the fact of like the picture is kind of soft. Yeah, it is. I didn't know that was on purpose or just the that the film from around then. Yeah, I didn't know if it was like a technical error that they didn't notice or didn't really like at the time they're like no one's gonna see this cut to you know 2021 there i have a 65 inch 4k hd screen and i'm like picking apart every little thing yeah i wasn't sure either but it is very like softly lit i guess is the way to say it when like whenever a movie goes into a dream sequence and it gets like a little bit cloudy that's what it reminds me of yeah you're right and we did mention already, but now we get our first introduction. To, what's her first name? Mrs. White, but Carrie's mom. Oh, uh, Margaret. Okay, I almost said Martha. I'm like, no, I'm thinking that's just what we name all superheroes' mothers for what? some reason. Why did you say that name? <laughs> but she's at a neighbor's house who's uh, the one girl who was picking on Carrie's mother. And she just walks in like she fucking owns the place, too. Yeah, and starts being basically like you're going to hell. You're going to go to hell unless you pray with me for the next, uh, let's say, six hours. Yeah, she literally walks in, waves her arm up there, and she's like, "Oh, I have good news!" <laughs> like <laughs> she hands her the Jesus pamphlet, and it's. I, I could you imagine having this neighbor? Because by the way this goes, it plays out in the neighbor mom gives her like money for the donation at the end. It seems like this is not the first happening of this no it's like just give her money for the church or whatever and she goes away yeah so can you imagine like every few months like this lady just waltzes into your house like hey you're going to hell unless you pray with me give me money i would have like a super soaker like ready just beside my couch (laughs) just like the door bursts open i'm like no no and i'm just squirting her with the hose (laughs) but yeah that's what's going on there and margaret comes home later and I gotta say, the entrance music for her, I don't know if you caught when she comes home, uh, when the school calls and everything, it's like, on oh, yeah. more violin music. But uh, like they give her this badass, angry music as she comes home. It's like, and so far all we know is like, oh, okay, she's just like very religious and kind of out there, it seems. Yeah. Uh, the school calls and explains it to her, and she calls Carrie down and says, 
you're a woman now, and whack! <laughs> smacks her with the fucking Bible. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did she say? Like, she had lustful thoughts, sinful, lustful thoughts, and that's why she got the, the blood curse. Yeah, the curse of blood or whatever, and she's like, no, I didn't, Mama. She's like, just stop lying to me. <laughs> what she I love, too, where Carrie keeps being like, why didn't you tell me, Mama? Everyone laughed at me. Why didn't you tell me? While, while Mom's still screaming Bible verses at her. Yeah, look, I know CYS wasn't really much of a thing back then, but holy shit, this is a case of any, take that kid out of there. Oh, yeah, we're, like, she has a prey closet that she gets locked in. Yeah, with the creepiest Jesus ever. By the way, yeah, she gets locked in the prayer closet now. The creepiest Jesus statue I've ever seen. Yeah, it, he has hair from, like, it looks like Geezer Butler from, like, uh, Black Sabbath, <laughs> but in the 70s. <laughs> like, even Jesus' hair is huge, like. Why are his eyes glowing? Uh, d supernatural powers. Ooh, boo, like, was there a candle behind it? Like, why were his eyes glowing? I have no idea. He's super Jesus statue. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, this is what... At the end of this, remind me, because I don't want to forget this, because I'd rather go through the movie first so we can see all the examples. I want to know, like, what you think really pushed it to the point we get at the end, because I have, like, ten theories that it could be, and I'm curious what you think. Okay. Um. So, yeah, she's locked in her prayer closet, and she's allowed to go out and go to bed. And she looks in the mirror and it just shatters more angry, viol more scary violin music. Yeah. And like, uh, like close ups and like camera zooms. And it's like, it's very, it's a little over the top with the music and the like camera angles and zooms and whatnot. It's like, okay, the mirror broke. <laughs> yeah. Next day in class, we get introduced to young James Hetfield. Yes, that is it. You can't tell me Tommy from Carrie looks exactly like Kill 'em All era James Hetfield. I yeah. will not take any criticisms on this point. Oh yeah, his perm is on like spot. Like it's perfect. Yes. He reads the poem they wrote and I didn't even mean to make this pun, but the teacher says any criticisms and no one says anything and Carrie just goes, "It's beautiful." Yeah. And everyone starts laughing, and I've definitely, like, I always hate it, too, when, like, the teachers almost, like, make it worse then, because then the teacher starts, like, going on and on, and it's like, okay, man, like, you ask for criticisms. Like, I know it's not a criticism, but it's a review of type. Like, what are we here to do? <laughs> yeah, where are we cut to next? Gym class, right? Yeah, without Carrie, that's right, because she was right. excused for the week, and the teacher's kind of lecturing them about the whole Carrie incident, and they're all getting 10 days of detention with the gym teacher and if they don't do it they don't get prom once again prom is apparently a much bigger deal than i had taken it as to kids yeah i think too where like the group that i ran in in high school it did we didn't really care that much about it you definitely saw some of the groups that were like obsessed with it but yeah i never got the thing of i'd be like okay i don't have to come to school like when school's not in yeah. And it's not even like it's like, oh, we like, oh, me and my friends are all get together and party. No, all the fucking teachers are there at chaperone. Like, well, ours wasn't at the school. Like, ours would always like rent a place. Like, and they do prom there. Okay. Like, yeah, we didn't have the fancy gym that I always see in movies. Yeah. Well, I know um, junior prom that I went to was in the gym. And it was like, 
a, a night at Hollywood theme or something like fucking stupid like that. <laughs> and then the other one, the senior prom I didn't go to, they, yeah, they like rented a tent for like outside. And I'm like, this is even worse. Once again, this this just her, and I'm sorry to always hate you on this, but poor Maxwell has to deal with me calling him old all the time. Th- this is the most West Virginia thing I've ever heard of, that you had your prom in a tent. Oh, yeah, it was in a tent in a parking lot of, like, the VFW hall. Th- this is incredible. And were, the, like, so what, you had, like, porta-potties at prom? I guess so. Like, Look at the girls with the giant poofy dresses trying to get her to the bathroom. Oh yeah, and they they like it. Their dress dips down and like it, like touches that blue water, and now like <laughs> weird blue stuff. Yeah, there's blue stuff on their dress, but like everyone's dress has it, so it's just a thing now. It's like... oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then like we just said, they all have the uh, detention with the gym teacher, and we get the gym detention montage. And this actually does look like it sucks. I would not. Yeah. I would not be going to prom. No, I would be like, fuck this, because this reminds me of why I quit football in high school, because I was like, A, our team fucking sucks, B, you will never put me in, and C, all we do is run around all summer long, get sweaty, and like, I miss out on my whole summer. Yeah, and then this girl, Chris Harrigan, who is like the lead bad girl, I guess we could say, she's the Judy of this movie. Right. So she quits the detention. She's done. And uh, she kind of looks for backup for, like, everyone to take a stand, and no one else does with her, so it's just her missing prom. Yeah. And, yeah, because they're all basically like, you know what, just shut up and do it. Like, drop it. It's over. You you know what I love about all these, so many movies we cover, and not just from, like, the same time period. It's a trope that has not gone away, because even thinking, like, Jennifer's Body is one of the more recent-ish ones we did, and it was in there, too. These libraries in high schools that have section sections on the occult and telekinesis and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, it's before Google. So they had to be like, uh, how are we going to like learn about this? Okay. Look to go to the library. Well, but you like, know what I mean? Like most schools will just not have that. Yeah. I remember it was a big thing that our school got Stephen King books. Dude, I remember in elementary, we had the same thing with goosebumps books. Cause one parent complained that their kid had nightmares. Yeah. And I remember like, uh, are the new um which i don't know if you ever i'm not going to name names but if, did you ever have that kid that a parent was like a teacher and they followed them like from middle school to high school like they switched jobs just to be like a teacher of their kid oh dude it was me oh really my mom was a teacher but that the other part you said didn't happen okay. i did have my mom as a teacher for a few years because of that oh <laughs> yeah, yeah i like, know that kid that was me <laughs> yeah, ours was uh she originally was like the math teacher and then she followed her daughter up to high school and became the librarian oh, and i remember weird. no i did not have that yeah i remember not liking the daughter or the teacher at all like they were just like weird and but i remember them bringing stephen king books in and her being like yeah that's all anyone seems to want to take out and it'd be like yeah because this is like one of the only good things you have <laughs> yeah but yeah, she reads about telekinesis, and now she has a name for it, her new found power. And the one girl, I think her name's Sue, Tommy's girlfriend, James uh, Hetfield's girlfriend. Yes, yes but, Sue. Okay, she tells Tommy, she's legitimately, I think, coming from a good place, tells Tommy that he wants her, him to take Carrie to prom. Oh yeah, because that's, that's gone on. At first, right here, I'm like, oh, they're setting her up for something. 
But at the very end of the movie, when like what happens happens, you can tell that she she's actually trying to stop the fucking what's her name, the bratty girl, the popular Chris. girl, yeah, uh, from doing like dumping the blood. So she honestly was trying to do the right thing this whole time. I think the same thing too. At first, you're like, no, this isn't right. But I think she just legitimately got caught up in a moment with all of her friends, and then realized how shitty of a thing it was, and wanted to try to find a way to make it up. Now, do I know if that was a good thing to do? This girl who's never been in any sort of social situation just had a kind of traumatic, awkward thing happen to her. Now you're going to throw her into, like, the, basically out of the frying pan into the fire with, like, weird things you've never dealt? I don't know, you know what I mean? But it yeah. came from good intentions, at least. Well, and especially if, like, the boyfriend is, like, the star football player. Yeah, well, like... it's not just, like... a. A normal boyfriend's like, you know, that's like in high school movies, the quarterback or team captain is like the guy. Yeah, that's the guy that everyone like. I mean, it's like the celebrity of high school, basically. Where yeah. like, Sorry about the rest of your life, though. But yes. Yeah, for the rest of your life, you're going to, you know, fucking work. I don't know where you want McDonald's or whatever. But yeah. Just drink at the local bar and reminisce about the glory days. Um, think this, this movie brought up a bunch of like suppressed high school shit that I haven't thought about in a long time. Where I see all these popular people, I'm like, "Fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> your life sucks now." I see you on Facebook, <laughs> like. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we get her telling him she wants him to take her to prom, and then we get the most bizarre scene in this movie. If you ask me, I I love and I'm very confused by this scene. What's that one? This is Chris and John Travolta driving down the yes. road. Scene. This is incredible, and I love it. Which, is John Travolta a high schooler in this, or is she dating someone that's out of high school? I think he is to be a high schooler. Okay. A very like, old high school. Actually, you know what? He's actually closer to the age here than he is when he plays one in Greece, though. True. He probably isn't actually that far out of high school here. He just looks older. Maybe because I know that's John Travolta. I don't know. Yeah, he's the 30-year-old high schooler where he just keeps failing and failing. <laughs> <laughs> but th this driving scene is something else because they're driving his car. It's a nice car. I don't know what it is. Sorry, Rob. <laughs> oh, but it's, it's a nice car. And they're they're arguing kind of and fighting. And first of all, like his friends pull up beside them, not parked at a light or anything, both still driving, and toss him a beer. Yeah, which he cannot drink. He does not know how to drink beer because it just goes all over his face and his chest. Yeah, he looks so, like, disgustingly sweaty, but just beer all over him after he drinks. It's like he's putting the can up to his mouth but not opening his lips, and it's just, like, going down his chin. And he keeps, like, wiping his chin and, like, going, ha-ha, and smiling and shit. Maybe John Travolta wasn't 21 when they filmed this movie. And it's it's PBR is the beer. They didn't get prop, fake, like, off-name beer. And they're like, well, we can't have you drinking. So we're going to just have you pour it all over yourself every time you take a drink. Which I know, like, there's, a, like, the high school parties I would go to, there would always be that guy of, like, I'm going to chug this beer. But, like, over half of it would just go down his shirt because he wouldn't drink it right. Yeah, there was Stone Cold Steve Austining it up. Yeah. Then it gets weirder because they're drinking and they then... The friends toss the PBR. Then the random hippie girls drive up and are like waving like, oh, and they're impressed that he's drinking the beer for some reason. Yeah. And then the cops come by and stare and he hides the beer like, oh, and he waves at the officers. 
And then we get this like fight where Chris calls him a stupid shit and he smacks Chris like, I don't even have to call me that. They're just evil to each other. And I don't understand any of it. No, he and he smacks her like two or three times during this scene. Like, yes. I was like, oh, he's so sexy. <laughs> Spousal abuse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they get to wherever they're going. And his name's Billy. There we go. Because I put JT in parentheses, John Travolta. And then I guess they're fine now because she starts giving him head wherever they park, which 70s kind of taboo. Well done. Carrie movie. Right. Um, but the weirdest thing to hear while you're getting head from a girl is, I hate Carrie White while she's down there. But it's the most fucking, like, buzzkill thing in the world. Yeah, because it's like, what did you say? I think he's even like, what? And then, <laughs> but it's not even done right, where, like, if it was done the real way, it would have been like, I hate Carrie White. We're going to kill a pig. <laughs> he's like, I don't care. I'll do whatever you want. Just stop talking. Just <laughs> But for real, like, is there a weirder moment for her to have this discussion? Yeah, yeah, yeah this is literally, yeah, it's just, I hate Carrie White. It's like, okay, can we talk about this later? It's not before or after, during. Yeah. Like, we were just driving around for half an hour. Why didn't you bring it up then? Yeah. But anyway, that's the end of that strange, bizarre scene, which goes down as the, mo- as the best in this movie. Fuck the whole pig blood scene. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we cut to Carrie in the library again, and Tommy asks her to prom, and she just runs away. Well, I also, like, Carrie at this point, she is kind of like, I'm, and it's not what they're doing, but she thinks, like, I know what you're doing, leave me alone, basically. Well, yeah, I'm sure she thinks this is a trap, like, that this isn't right is going off in her head, because, and she does ask many times later, why me? Because she's not right. stupid. You know, she she's sheltered, but not stupid, I guess is the best way to put it. And that's another reason up until the very end, I'm like, I wonder if they are fucking with her because he never really gives a real answer. He's like, why'd you pick? Why'd you ask me? Because well, I wanted to. Because my girlfriend thought it would be a good idea. You know, I also want to think one to know what his girlfriend thinks when he's basically like he's kissing her a bunch at the prom later on. Yeah. Well, he doesn't think girlfriend's there. Maybe. Carrie and Tommy oh. worked out if everything didn't go ba- go bad. Yeah, so he's like, maybe I can get some Carrie going on on the side. Yeah, that, that, Sue's old hat. We're going Carrie now, right? Yeah, you know, sheltered girl raised by a religious nut job. Yeah, that's what I'm into. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's hair in this movie is ridiculous, but her hair, where it's like extremely straight to a point. And it's like parted down the middle. And then there's these huge, it goes into these giant puffs. I'm like, you look like a circus clown. <laughs> it does. It's something else. Like, I know that was the 70s and like 80s where it's like big hair and it was very different. But her hairstyle is just so weird. She tells the gym teacher, speaking of the hair, and the gym teacher's like, that's great. And she gives her hair and makeup tips. Right. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, Carrie runs away and is, like, hiding, and the gym teacher finds her again. Yeah, I, I feel like this would be an awkward thing for the gym teacher, because as soon as, as soon as she tells the gym teacher, the gym teacher's gonna be saying what we just said, she's gonna be like, this is a fucking trap. But yeah. she has to be like, oh, that's great! And then it does cut to her, like, interrogating them right after, so at least she's not stupid either. But I love that scene of, like, why are you doing this? Like, yeah. I know you're up to something. 
She has Sue and Tommy in the office, in her office or the office. I don't know. Somewhere interrogating them about it. Also, like, it's not really a big scene, but we haven't gotten to mention her yet. PJ Souls is in this movie. Oh, yeah, she is. Which, um, from Halloween. Yeah, Halloween, Rock and Roll High School. Um, she's in fucking so much in the 70s and 80s. Which yeah, she's not like time, a main character or anything, but she is in this. Uh, she's in Stripes with Bill Murray. And anytime she shows up in a movie, I'm always like, I love her. Like, she's always great in every movie she's in. She's one of those people who's never the star, usually. I don't know about some of the other ones you mentioned. I'm, I haven't seen all of them. But in what I've seen of her, she's never the star, but any movie she's in is always good. I would say Rock and Roll High School, she's the star. I never saw it, honestly. Well, with the Ramones? I know about it. I never saw it. I'm a big Ramones fan. I just never got around to seeing it. Oh, it's it's good. It's I've definitely seen, like, some, like, songs and shit, but never saw the movie. Yeah, it's a, it's a good movie. I would definitely recommend it. Yeah. We get a very, like, is this normal or not? Because Tommy goes to Carrie's house to get her to say yes again, because she didn't answer. Carrie answers the door in her mom's home. So she's freaking out because a boy has just shown up. She's about to get, like, bludgeoned to death with a Bible if her mom sees this. I said, a boy stepped onto our property. I'm going to ram these spikes through your hands and put you on the cross myself. (laughs) I'm going to turn you into Jesus. Yeah, you're (laughs) a new Jesus now. Congratulations. Yes. But uh, he goes, I'm not leaving until you say yes. I don't know if that's cool or not, but whatever. I mean, it's kind of in a way, I, I, I see it as like almost like how he would be of like that extreme popular jock type. Yeah, like I don't he's think he's doing being, it maliciously, like he's trying to be nice. But Yeah, he's kind of being like playful is what I see it as. It's like, but come on. A tactic, but maybe she doesn't want to go, don't make her go, but. Well, he starts getting real weird and he starts being like fucking Frank Zito from Maniac. And he's like, no, you're going to go to prom with me. I'm not I know, it, was almost, you. it didn't get to that level, but I was worried it would. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he, sm- he like cuts his hand and he smears prom and blood on the door with a question mark. <laughs> now that's one I could get behind. Next we get the pig sledgehammer scene. Yeah, where, yeah, they're all like... A group of them are going to the slaughterhouse to kill a pig with a sledgehammer and get its blood. Oh, by the, the way, I to, when I was editing the vulgar episode, I have to ask you this question because now it's come up twice. What? What is the tool that they have that they're going to kill the pig with? Sledgehammer? Uh, you know, it's sledgehammer, right? Yeah, sledge. It's sledgehammer. Okay, you keep saying sledgehammer. Look, I don't know what a sledgehammer is when I was editing it. I'm like, Brett keeps saying sledgehammer. I don't know what this is. They freeze sludge into a hammer form and then use it so when you get hit with it, it infects you. I, I'm just very happy this has come up two weeks in a row now, so I remembered to ask. Sledgehammer. Okay. <laughs> but yes, one. here we go. Why does it need to be like, you know, do you really need the blood? Because one, if anything, that almost jeopardizes your plan more because you're going to leave it up overnight. It's going to stink and attract flies, I'd imagine, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Wouldn't the better thing to do would be just get like red food dyed water because it still has the same look and your plan has less of a chance to be detected. Or like brutalize a pig with a sledgehammer. Yeah. You don't have to, like, murder an animal just for its blood, just to, like, it's so weird and, like, cruel and, like, psychopathic. Well, you know, know, I'm sure you know as well as I do, most serial killers start out, like, harming animals before they get to people. So I think it is to show that they're fucked up more than anything else, too. 
Or yeah, or like use muddy water or water. Yeah, or it I doesn't... mean shit in a bucket or something. I don't know. Yeah, why? But it's specifically like we need to go get pig's blood to. I wonder if that's a religious thing. Is pig's I don't know. Blood here's like... the other thing too. A better tool if you're gonna do something like this, not a bludgeoned object, because how are you getting all that blood out into that bucket? Yeah, you're you're gonna need like a bunch of straws or like a hose to siphon the blood out of the pig. It's not like they took a knife and they're doing like a throat slit or something. They no. did not think this through. No, yeah, they. I guess they're gonna just bash it over the head and then just like because uh, pigs are huge. It's not like you can pick it up and like hold it over the. Yeah, I, I don't know how this plan went down. <laughs> or like I do like or like they like bust a hole in the pig's head stick a hose in there siphon it out like gas so he has blood in his mouth now yeah you know it makes more sense than anything else we came up with so okay yeah <laughs> so after that we get carrie and her mom having dinner and she's like you're not eating your whatever it was and she said because it gives me pimples and carrie's mom with the line of pimples are the lord's way of chastising you <laughs> yeah it's like no, that pimples come from too much Mountain Dew consumption. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, oh, God thinks you're gonna have too much sex. Give her the acne. Yeah, that'll make her. It's almost like a deterrent. He's like, technically, you can have sex, but you're gonna be super puss face, and no one's gonna want to touch you. <laughs> and she tells her mom about the prom that she's going, and her mom throws a drink right in her face. Yeah, and Carrie, not missing a beat. Carrie doesn't even really react to it. She's just kind of like. I really want to go, Mama. It's like, she's so used to this at this point, it must be. Well, we've seen, what, like a two to four day sample of their life. And we've seen so much shit already. So imagine a whole lifetime of it. Yeah, she's definitely used to it. Oh, yeah. But her mom gets all mad and Carrie, like, does her telekinesis and shuts all the windows and everything in the house. Like, she's starting to get more and more powerful. Yeah, and at this point is when her mom calls her a witch. <laughs> yeah. She's like, you're evil, like, witchcraft, all that shit. And then we get the montage. Everyone's getting ready for prom. Right. I love the um three guys that go into the uh suits, the tuxedo store or whatever. And, like, the one guy, he's like, I don't want to wear a tuxedo. Like, I remember those guys in high school where, like, they're just too... Even though everyone else is doing the thing, they're just too cool for the thing. And they got to yeah, make a big I, deal about it. Yeah, either you go or you don't go. If you go, you wear the tux. But I do love his choice where it's just the tuxedo t-shirt. Yes. Um, I don't want the ruffles. <laughs> I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> that's that's what I was thinking of too. The puffy shirt. And then Carrie made her own dress quite quickly, may I add. Oh, and it's amazing looking. Yeah, Carrie should be a seamstress. Holy shit. Yeah. I did like, yeah, where she's like made and you, I, that's another reason I hate this mother so much is like your daughter was just talented enough to make this like beautiful dress. It looks amazing. And then she's like, I can see your dirty pillows. I'm so glad you brought up that line because that's where I was going next if you didn't. Yeah. What a fucked up way to refer to boobs. Yeah. Dirty pillows. Yeah. They're called breasts, mama. Everyone has them. Yeah. Even some men. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking at mine right now. <laughs> her mom starts throwing the weirdest tantrum and starts hitting herself. And then we get the line. Everyone knows the line. Remember Adam Sandler on SNL used to do it too. They're all going to laugh at you. Yeah. Yeah. And she telekinetically shoves her mom onto the bed and leaves. 
Yeah, and because um, this entire time, like, Carrie's, like, kind of getting ready for the prom and whatnot. But, yeah, so she's like, <laughs> I'm out of here because Tommy pulls up. Dude, at prom, like, the beginning, like, Carrie's not dancing or anything. She's kind of doing the loner thing at the table. But I won't lie, she still seems like she's having a good time. It's not like she's sitting there because she's sad. She seems like she's having a great time just sitting there and being out and about. Oh, yeah, the fact that she's out with, like, other, like, kids, it seems like she's like, this is amazing by itself. Yeah. I also want to point out, um, whenever she comes walking in, like, everyone, it's, like, very, like, very noticeable. Like, everyone starts whispering to each other, like, Carrie White's here. Well, because this girl's never done anything, you know, and she's there with Tommy. Yeah. Big deal. Yeah, the big football player. What, What a get for Carrie White. I also have to, I want to point out that Norma, played by PJ Souls, will not take off that red hat the entire time. Even when she's at prom in her dress, she's still wearing that fucking red, like, hat. <laughs> I think it's yeah. so funny for some reason. It's a weird character trait, isn't it? Yeah, it's just one of those little character things of, like, I like that. Yeah. So, she gets there, she's having a great time. Um, who's this actress who plays Carrie? What's her name? Uh, Sissy Spacek. Dude. Hats off to her and the lady who plays Margaret White. They're both incredible in, like, every scene they're in. Oh, yeah. Like, because Carrie, like, doesn't... She's very quiet and reserved, but, like, we said, well, she still seems like she's having a great time. She's good at, like, conveying that shit without even dialogue, just her facial expressions and everything. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Where, yeah, she's expressing so much without having to be like, wow, I'm having such a great time. That would take you out of it, you know? Yeah. I uh, feel like this is also a good point to mention. Brett, we're like two-thirds of the way through this movie, right? Oh, uh, yeah. We haven't... Our kill count still remains at zero, which is a I weird know. thing for us. Which, I'm wondering what's going to happen with this kill count. Because, like, we'll get to it here in a little bit, but... I don't know, is it a Jason X situation again, or... I only count the ones we saw. Okay. <laughs> well, or that you definitely know. Right. I'll put it that way. So, a house falling on you, you know. Right. Let's say that. Okay. Okay. But um, they do start dancing, and Tommy and Carrie make plans to stop at the Beehive after. I don't know what the Beehive is. Probably a restaurant. Around us, the Beehive is a shady stripper um, (laughs) strip club on the way out to Pittsburgh. I don't imagine that's what they're referring to. Yeah, it's a bring-your-own-beer strip club. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't think that's where they're going. No, I'm thinking it's more of, like, kings around here. Okay, it's like a diner restaurant. Kids go to have fun after. Okay. Uh, Tommy teaches her how to dance, and they kiss. Dude, this scene, though, I don't know what's going on, but their cameraman is just like, wee! Oh, oh my god. And towards the end, I honestly started to feel a little bit nauseous of, like, stop fucking spinning. You're on, it's like he's on, like, a computer chair, and his buddies are just spinning him as fast as they can. (laughs) And I'm just like, this is taking me out of the movie. Like, I get, like, a slow spin around because they're dancing, and it's like, that moment for the movie but he just goes into hyperspace it's like stephen king was there and he just did a giant bump of coke and he's like ah, ah give me that camera ah, no it needs to go faster 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 don't let me merry-go-round was set up around them <laughs> just yeah. spin this fucker as fast as they can and he's like, maybe like he's probably like about waist height with them pointed up so yeah it's already a weird like sharp angle up to their heads and it's spinning i'm like Oh no, this has to stop. This has to stop. And then they are also doing that like kind of slow spin dance, like the slow dancing. It makes it worse because then the speed doesn't line up and I'm trying to focus. It's terrible. 
I could not tell you anything they like they said during that time because like the last bit of it, I'm just like, don't throw up. <laughs> <laughs> we get to the voting after that. Carrie and Tommy vote for themselves, and Tommy says the line to the devil with false modesty. And I thought that was going to be like a huge, oh no, what have I done for Carrie? Because he's mentioning right. the devil. Yeah, but she almost seems like, no, I'm inviting you to embrace the devil. Like, like I'd, let's listen to some Black Sabbath on the way back and stop at that pig place. Because <laughs> yeah, she even doesn't she even smile like, yeah, to the devil or something like that. Yeah, where at this point, I think she's almost throwing it in her mom's face of like, see, mom, I went out. Nothing happened. Yeah, we even talked about the devil. Yeah, we mentioned the devil and he didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> the one of the four that went on the pig smashing mission got onto the council to count the votes, and then PJ Soul's character is the vote collector, and she ditches the legit ones and hands him the fake ones that make Tommy and Carrie the winners. Rigged they, election! Voter fraud! <laughs> they ditch him also in the most, like, okay, so you're gonna come around and kiss me, and then drop the real uh, ballots behind me, and I'm just gonna kick them over here real quick. Where someone will no doubt find them cleaning up, or maybe even before. Oh yeah, they, it's like, she kind of like half-heartedly like kicks it under a curtain. Yes. But, so, we, we get the whole rigged election here. And Tommy and Carrie win. Alright. Oh, well, before that, Snoo does, Snoo. Sue does sneak in. Again, nothing malicious. I think she just wanted to see. That's all. Yeah, I think that she just wants to see them like, oh look, she's having a good time. Until it's like, wait a minute, Carrie White's, like, making out with my boyfriend. <laughs> also, she notices the rig, like, up to the bucket on top. And then when you see Chris and, what was his name? Billy, Jimmy, Timmy, I don't know. Um, John Billy. Travolta. John Travolta, yes. They're, like, cartoonishly silhouetted under the stage. Like, they yeah. have a spotlight behind them that you see them. Yeah, and, like, you see the rope and two hands on the rope. And it's just almost like they're like, yeah, we're so fucking ready. <laughs> I love how John Travolta always has the PBR can in his hand, too. Yeah, that he still has not learned to drink. His mouth is wet this entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> but so Tommy and Carrie win and they go up on stage. And I got to tell you, like, it's normally everyone claps and is happy. Nobody claps this long for who won prom king and queen. No, it's like. Yeah, a few seconds of like, woohoo, and then that's it. They clap for probably like two minutes and 30 seconds. Well, it's also in like kind of slow-mo. Okay, then if you want a halftime, it's still like a minute 45. Yeah, no one's getting that kind of standing ovation for this. <laughs> yeah, but they go on forever. Carrie's extremely happy. Sue notices she does try to stop it, but Miss Collins sees her running, so she stops Sue, thinking that she's trying to do something to them. Right. And then... They pull the rope. It works. One, the placement they had to get is incredible because I don't know how you know exactly where Carrie's going to be standing, but apparently they did. Yeah, I was wondering that too of like what happened because uh, her, the guy that she took to prom with her is also standing right beside her. So what happens if they just so happen to be switched places? Yeah, I don't know if they have a marking on their queen stands here, king stands here. Right. I don't know for pictures. Pro that's probably what they... I bet you the book explains that, but movie, you know, you cut shit out. And all the blood comes out of Carrie in slow motion, and it's... This is the scene. You all know it. Yeah, this is the very... This is the famous Carrie scene, and the very much of the good-for-her scene. 
Yes. Oh, well, no, not this, but when she gets them next, is the good for her. Yes. Yeah. I just feel bad for her when this is happening. Right. Yeah. When this is happening, yes. But when she takes her revenge, it's that meme of like, good for her. <laughs> yeah. And then Tommy is killed by the bucket falling on his head. Is he killed or is he yeah. just knocked out? Yeah, he's killed. Um, the remake does make it a little more clear, but in this one, they do have that scene where they go check on, they check his pulse, and like he's dead. They don't okay. say, but like they look up and everything, like he's gone. Yeah, the bucket lands on his head and kills him. Wor- worst death out of all of them. Looking yeah. not, not pain wise. I mean, just poorly executed. It's like, bunk and boom. Walker, 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 and there's AC stars and falls over. Yeah, Looney Tune style. Everyone starts laughing, which, one, even if I saw this, I would don't think I'd laugh. Like, maybe later if I was being an asshole, but I would be like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, my reaction would be like, oh, what the fuck was that? Yeah, I don't think you get humor right away, even if you don't like care. I think you get confusion more than anything else, and like, oh. My, my first thing would be like, oh, I want to get out of here, because A, I bet you it smells like fuck now. Yeah, this is wild, because everyone's laughing, and Carrie just looks up and locks all the fucking doors and, like, barricades them all in. With her mind, she didn't walk around closing all the locks, no. Yeah, and somehow she's like, I need the perfect lighting for this. I need to be bathed in crimson. Which this uh, scene reminded me of WandaVision. How so? Of, like, the Scarlet Witch, like, at the end when she's fighting what's-her-name... Okay, yeah, I can see it. And she's kind of, well, it's really what gets me is, like, all the red and how she was walking. Yeah, she has that really cool fucking iconic walk here with her hands all up and everything. Yeah, and her eyes are, like, bugged the fuck out of her head. Yeah, she looks possessed as hell. It's cool. Tommy's dead. She locks all the doors, and she starts fire hosing everyone. That's her first thing. Which is pretty comical, the fire hose, like, effect. (laughs) Yeah, because a real fire hose, if you turn on... That would, like, eventually that will, like, peel the skin off your body if you're uh, moving with it. But this is kind of just, like, a slightly more pressured hose in the movie. But I get the idea. I know what they're going for. Yeah. Um, She starts fire hose it. She electrocutes the mean teacher, I don't remember his name, and the principal, like, with the mic stand. Yeah, she kills Miss Collins. Collins. She kills her. Yeah, I don't get why. Well, you look up the one time and Miss Collins was laughing. Oh, was she? Yeah, where the, she's, like, trying to s- stop herself and, like, hide it, but she's still laughing. I'm guessing that's why. Oh, I didn't catch that. That might be it. But, so we see a couple people die. Uh, electrocution. Um, crushing, mainly, there. And she leaves as the gym's burning. And it's, of course, one of those badass. You don't look at the fire and explosion behind you as you leave. Yeah, she. Yeah, and everybody dies in the gym. <laughs> now, I'll say this. The kill for is... There's a little peek ahead. At, there's 65 additional kills to what I count in the kill count. Jesus. Yeah, she killed an entire, like, senior class. Yeah, pr- for the most part, yes. By the way, Billy and Chris have snuck out. They're like, oh shit, they got away. Right. And Carrie's out walking around all covered in blood. They see her in the car, and they go to run her the fuck over. Yeah, I saw that, where I'm like, you haven't done enough? Now they're gonna literally just kill Carrie. Do you think this was, like... If she didn't go all fucking psycho carry and, like, kill everyone, do you think they still try to kill her? Or do you think this is a, she just killed a bunch of people, run her over? Because I, I didn't it, get that sense. I got it as, I fucking hate that bitch, run her over. Yeah, I don't know. Where it's like, where they have gone to the extreme of doing the pig blood, and then she's like, it's not enough. And then still done that? Or, yeah, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, like, I'm not sure if Carrie killing people like pushed them there, or they just hate her. If they got that opportunity, they would have anyway. And like, okay, so Carrie also just like killed all of her friends too. So is it that part of it? Yeah, that's what I'm trying to piece together. I don't know. But they go to run her over, and she basically magnetos the car out of the way, and it goes spinning with the most amazing camera spinning effect, where they just take the frame and spin it. Yes, yeah. It's a great 70s effect. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like you'd see in a sitcom if a car was rolling. Right. But the car explodes, so they're dead. John Travolta's dead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, Grease Lightning. Carrie goes home, and there's candles everywhere, which... I won't lie, I know it's like the religious thing and everything, but it's kind of badass and creepy when you see it. Like, just candles, and I don't mean a few, I mean they're everywhere through this house. Oh, yeah, it's a cool visual. Yeah, I remember, now this is before we all knew he was kind of a piece of shit with even more things that came out, but one time when I saw Marilyn Manson, when he left and he came out to Encore with Sweet Dreams, like, all the lights went down, and I don't know how they did it. They were obviously artificial candles, but, like, candles took over the whole stage, like, randomly appeared over, like, the whole stage when he did Sweet Dreams. And that's what this reminded me of. Yeah. Yeah, it's creepy looking. Yeah. And there's candles everywhere, and she takes a bath to wash off all the blood, which is just a really sad scene when I see it. I don't know why. Yeah, and also, like, at this point this morning, Liz had woken up and come downstairs and was watching it with me. And she's like, honey, you need to take a shower. That's doing nothing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Because it's just filling the tub up with blood. Yeah, and it's like... And she has blonde hair, which you know is now dyed red from all this blood. <laughs> She's at least a strawberry blonde now, for sure. Yeah, Her mom, like, talks to her after. And she, I feel so bad, because she has had this terrible thing. She almost got out and got a normal life. All that shit happened. Then she goes back to the life she doesn't really want, but with her mom and everything. She just wants, like, she's like, Mom, they laughed at me. She just wants, like, some comfort from her mom. Yeah, she's um, literally like, just hold me. And her mom, like, instead of comforting, goes... I should have killed myself after he put it in me. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah, she goes into like, uh, we slept in the same bed, but we never fooled around. But the one night he had whiskey on his breath and I really liked it and we did it. And then lady, you're married. Even in your religion, you're allowed. Go for yeah. it. Oh, what the fuck? And, she, and now the devil has come home, which should have been a fucking tagline for this movie. Because how cool oh, is yeah. that? That would have been good. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't. Like, if this was a more, like, a little bit more of our normal schlocky style, you know that would have been the tagline on it. Oh, yeah, if Roger Corman had directed this. <laughs> yeah, like, I think, like, a William Lustig or something like that. Yeah. You put them on this, that would be the tagline on that VHS cover for sure. Oh, yeah. And then the mom fucking stabs her in the back, literally. Yeah, where she, the mom's like, we're gonna pray one last time. And at this point, like, she's thrown out a bunch of, like, phrase words that i'm gonna be like well moms might kill me right now yeah i don't think she's thinking of it though with everything she went through no she is she's straight up telegraphing what she's about to do but she stabs carrie carrie makes it kind of away gets downstairs the mom comes after her to finish the job and she mind throws a bunch of knives into her mom kind of like crucifying her to like oh yeah yes also i don't know but with the all the religious stuff in this do you know how many knives she puts in her mom no Seven of them. Seven deadly sins. Oh, okay. Nice. I, I don't know if I'm overthinking it, but I'm like, you know, I'm betting that's with Stephen King and the religious overtones of this movie. I'm like, that's on purpose. That has yeah. to be. Oh, yeah, that seems. it will, Especially if it fits like that. Yeah, I would agree. <laughs> and then the house just starts collapsing. Carrie goes into the prayer room. She's crying. The mom's dead. And the house is collapsing and catching fire as it's going down. 
that's the end of Carrie. Not the movie, but the person. Right. This last scene I like, because you know I love these movies. Like, these kind of endings. Because Sue takes flowers to Carrie's house. Like, the lot where her house was. And you see the whole Carrie White burns in hell written on the for sale sign. Yeah, with an arrow pointing down. Which reminded me, like, very much like Beetlejuice, almost. Yeah, it. I like those, like... The town legend, she destroyed the town, but there's nothing we can do because she's gone. Like, right. I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think of an example and probably Friday the 13th, Jason lives or things like that stuff that I love that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Where it's like, um, yeah, where it's the thing of like the unspoken thing where no one really talks about it. Or it's like Nightmare on Elm Street with Freddy where it's like, we're trying to forget him. Yeah. But those who lived through it, remember all that kind of thing. And. Like so many movies before, Arm reaches out from the grab and grabs her. She screams and wakes up. Yeah. So, however, not a dream. Not the whole movie a dream. Because the mom's on the phone talking about how she saw all of her classmates die and everything. She's sleeping. She's traumatized. So, it doesn't get the Krampus Slumber Party Massacre 2 thing. Oh, I would have been so mad. <laughs> yes. but yep. Stop saying it's a fucking dream. <laughs> I, nothing... I can take dream sequences. You tell me the whole movie's a dream, I'm fucking pissed. It's like, fuck you, then I've wasted all this time. Yeah, why was I tallying all these kills if none of them matter? Yeah. And that's Carrie. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather enjoyed it. I haven't seen it, like I said, in a while, and it was fun to revisit. Yeah, it really was. I had a really good time with it. So before we get to, like, the our usual end-of-episode stuff, whose fault, if you put blame on someone, do you think this is? Oh... Uh, I mean, I would go with the... Uh... Let me give you some examples, and then okay. pick from that. Because like, obviously, all the girls in the locker room. You can right. kind of trace it back to that, because that's what starts it all. Or you can trace it to Miss Collins for kind of like slapping her, pushing her too hard, and then in her mind, I'm going to get justice for this girl, punish all those other girls, really set them even further. You know what I mean? If she kind of more or less looked the other way, I know it's not the morally right thing to do, but none of this would happen. Right, or not had gone at so extreme with it than to have to make up for it. She pushed them to the brink, and then they came back even harder. They dug their feet in instead of giving up. And then she pushed Carrie into going to prom. Exactly. Or, like, do you blame Tommy and Sue for putting her in that situation? Or is it go back even further to just the mother's crazy fucking upbringing? Like, wh where do you put the blame in, Carrie? Because that's one of those... Obviously, a theme is bullying in this movie. Don't be a bully. But I don't know. That's one of the big questions I had when I sat back and thought about this. Movie. Like, well, whose fault is it? Yeah, well, there's so much. It's like the perfect stew of like something fucked up. We're going to fuck this person up so bad of like the mom isn't helping at all. The kids are horrible. The teachers aren't really helping. Yeah, it's it's one of those giant things. Like you take this girl out of the environment she's in, even if the environment she's in is terrible and throw her into this craziness like. What do you think's going to happen? But I know you don't just look the other way. It's, this is like a strange moral dilemma I came across while watching this movie. Yeah, it, it's one of those questions that doesn't really have an answer, but you sit there and like you ponder about it. Yeah, it had me very confused in thinking about it. That's all. I didn't know if you had a one that you'd point to more or less would, than the others. I would point more towards the mom, because if the mom was normal and raised Carrie normal, Carrie would have friends and none of this would really be a big deal. Yeah, you're right. And you can't blame the psychic powers, because that just comes. Right, yeah, I she can't help that. Chris is still the biggest. But then again, 
Yeah, I, I got to go Chris and John Travolta, but yeah, but there's so much more before that that put her to that point. So I don't fucking know. Yeah, but she was also kind of starting to pull herself out of what her mom had done to her and was starting to kind of be more normal. So, yeah, but like and then, like I said, Chris wouldn't have been that way, though. The gym teacher didn't like punish her. So who fucking knows? Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, anyway, guys, before we get to the kill count and our ratings, if you want to leave us a review on whatever you listen to, you leave us a five star review and send proof to us on Twitter at. Oh, it's uh, Twitter at Throbbing Horror or Instagram at Throbbing with Horror. Yeah, you send us that screenshot I will send, and an address to send it to. I will send you a vinyl decal or some stickers or some cool stuff like that just as a way to say thank you. We'll be doing that for about three months. If you listen to it in the future, I apologize. But all right, the kill count. What yeah. we do every week is we tally up all the kills in the movie and we add them to the kills of every movie that we've watched so far. So last week, we did Vulgar. Do you remember what that left us at? Oh, it was 300 and something. Yep, 319. Okay. Now, I did not count the entire class. I counted things that we saw on screen or things that were obviously happening. So, like, right. yeah, we didn't see Carrie die, but I counted Carrie's death, for example. Right. So do you want to take a guess where we are at? Uh, God, I'm horrible with these. And I did not count the pig. Okay, I was wondering if he counted the pig, too. Eight. Really? Well done. Eight really? kills, Brett. Yep. Oh, nice. So, uh, I just threw that out there. I was like, I have no idea. No, you, you got it. When See, every time that you're guessing, you do real well. When you come in all confident, oh, I got this one. You always miss one. Well, yeah, well like, done. Last, last week with Vulgar, I came in, I'm like, four. Like, I didn't even, like, give any, like, pause or anything. I was like, I know. <laughs> well, well done. Yes, eight kills, which brings us to a throbbing with horror kill count of 327. Nice. Every week, Greg does his kill count, and I do my rating system, but I don't like to do stars because assholes like Cisco and Ebert do that, and fuck those guys. I know I say it every single podcast, but they talk bad about Friday the 13th, so fuck them. We'll reiterate it every podcast. I'm fine with that. Yes. So I like to do something from the movie uh, and do it 1 through 10, and I'm every week I go through what do I pick from each movie. <laughs> I feel like this one was obvious, but like I said, I never say it until you do. I think sometimes I get them right, sometimes I don't. Yeah. Um. I mean, guess buckets of blood. Yeah, that's what I was figuring. We like okay. this one. It's iconic. Makes sense. Yeah. All right. So one bucket of blood is like, fucking. This is horrible. Never watch this movie. It's terrible. Like, why the fuck did they make this? Ten buckets of blood is. This is the greatest thing that's ever been made. Jesus who? No, Carrie. <laughs> I wish we isolated audio clips for the beginning, because that would be one. <laughs> Jesus who? Huh, Carrie. <laughs> um, I would give this six buckets of blood. Six? Yeah. Okay, I went higher than you. This is one of those rare cases where I really enjoyed this movie a lot. I, I liked it, and I went the whole way up to a nine. Really? Yeah, I, I wow. thought this was a pretty damn perfect movie. Not, yeah, I mean, not quite to get the 10, but there was things I'd like the fucking, the weird car scene, which as much as I enjoyed it, I had to take points away. But yeah, I went nine. Nine buckets of blood. 
I don't know. There's certain parts of it that kind of took me out of it. I think I honestly lost a star when I almost threw up when the camera was spinning. I'm like, exactly. That's that's one of the things that, like would knock mine down as well. Yeah, which you know, it's above, it's above passing. It's very, it's a classic movie. You should watch it. But like I said, like a lot of these movies, I've watched like ten or more times. Like as you guys have like listening, I always say like Greg's like, oh, I've watched this like once. I'm like, oh, I've watched this twenty times. <laughs> I've already watched this twice. Yeah, counting this time. So, so me and you switched places from last week to this week. Right. Exactly. So, in our ratings and times watch. Um. I, I did like what we did last week. I'm curious, like, what type of horror fan would you recommend this to? Because oh. last time we said we'd do that for more, like, the crime horror style. Like, what type of horror fan would you recommend Carrie to? Psychological. I mean, like, religious horror is definitely a subgenre of that, for sure. Because um, there's, like, the de- a 70s movie is, like, The Devil Rides With Us or something like that, where, like, these group of cult member, like, Satan cult members are, like, chasing an RV through the desert, and that's the entire movie. Okay. And that's another one that where it's like they ha- it's the 70s so they have to stop at a library to look up books about satanists to know what they're dealing with. Okay. And they, there's even the scene of like they have to get the library card and shit. Okay, I could go religious horror. That makes sense. And psychological, yeah. Yeah. Supernatural, yeah, like abilities and shit. That yeah, all those ones. Yeah. Next week we have Are you ready for this one? Yes, I can't wait. Bruce Campbell recently appeared in one of our movies, Evil Dead 2, just, what is this? This is episode, I don't know what this is, I think this is 34, maybe? 33 or 34. This is 33, yes. Episode 30, we had Bruce Campbell on Evil Dead 2, and so for episode 34, he's coming back because we're doing Maniac Cop. Yeah, which I'm really excited for, because um, well, I think his name is John Lazar, the guy who plays the Maniac Cop, and he has the most, like, it's the battle of the chins in this movie, because we have Lazar with his amazing chin, and then we have Bruce Campbell with his epic chin. Yes, <laughs> chin off. I want to make sure I get this guy's name right, because he is really good. Robert Zadar. Zadar, okay. Robert Zadar. Yeah, he, the greatest chin, I would second greatest chin in horror movie history. Yeah, we know the first, and it's the man we already mentioned. Yeah, hail to the chin, baby. Yeah, so I, I'm excited. That's a fun one. I already watched it, so I can't wait to talk about it. It's uh, streaming on Shudder. Anyone who has Shudder, and if you're listening to this, why wouldn't you? But if not, I think it's also on Tubi, which... If you don't have Shutter and you don't have Tubi, download Tubi. It's literally 100% free. You don't have to sign up or anything. Like you don't have to put an email in anything like that if you download it. Right. So yeah, make sure you guys check that out so you can listen along next week. And that's all I have. Yeah, that's all I have. I'm looking forward to talking about chins next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you have a good good one, man. You too. All right, and we uh hope we've left your brain throbbing with horror.